You know it's time to do it major. Here's to the hustlers, the movers and shakers. Get up on your grind. Don't let the haters get ya. I know that you got a vision. Now it's time to deliver. Yeah, yeah. Giving you the tools, helping you to grow. Level up, time to shine like you never did before. Let them know. More than a podcast, it's a mindset. You can do anything, you just gotta keep grinding. Let's go. The Entrepreneur Adventure. Hey, the entrepreneur adventure. You ready? It's not our own darkness that we fear the most. It's our light and our ability to become the greatest version of ourselves. That is the scariest thing in the world, right? It will keep you exactly where you are. If you see the light at the end of the tunnel where it might be possible for you to become that version, your brain is hardwired to yell at you, scream at you, throw every negative you know, emotion at you that it possibly can in order to keep you exactly where you are right now. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. We give you the tools to climb higher and faster than ever before. Today is a special day in the studio because we have one of the keynote speakers of the Stronger Business Summit with us. Please welcome Sally Holder, nationally recognized public speaker, best-selling author, business coach, and self-made entrepreneur as she gives us a sneak peek of what is to come at the summit. And with that, I'll turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. Welcome back, entrepreneurs, to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. I'm excited today. Josh, I don't know how much help you're going to be today, because when I start reading the bio of our guest today, I mean, she loves Starbucks. She loves how I built this podcast. She's a coach. She's a conference founder. She's an entrepreneur, best-selling author. I mean, the list goes on and on. And I just feel like I'm connected already. And uh, you're always trying we, to get rid of me. We ain't even had a conversation yet. I feel like all good podcasts need a co-host. Like it's just part of like a successful podcast model. So you're not going anywhere, buddy. All right. But anyway, good. sit tight and enjoy. Uh, I'm gonna have a conversation today with the amazing Sally Holder. Welcome to the podcast, Sally. Thank you so much, Chad. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to be here and to be able to talk to you for a little while about entrepreneurship, my my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Josh and I talk about like this is our hobby. Some people like to play golf, some people go fishing. We just like to do business and talk about business and it's like our hobby. It's yeah. our favorite thing to do. We so. have we figured Same. out how to con very successful people into giving us completely free consulting services under the means of a podcast. <laughs> so it's a great marketing and business strategy. I think you would agree. I would agree. Is now the it's time a brilliant. Is now the time we do. tell her we don't really have an audience. Like it's just you and yeah, I learning actually, from this podcast today. isn't released. It's into our <laughs> private library of coaching and consulting. No, I'm I'm really excited for you to join us today, Sally. It's going to be awesome. You've done so many amazing things and your journey is interesting because you had a huge shift change. You write about it in your book. My wife loves your book, by the way. My wife left her job as of 15 years in the medical field, top in her field of what she does. She left her job back in May. And so she started her entrepreneur journey and like really connected and related to your message there. So it's, it's been inspiring to my family. By the way, and it's called the entrepreneur adventure. We don't call it, we don't say journey. Oh, oh let me take the journey. Out of edit that. Jeez, you know, stay on brand here for Josh. <laughs> Appreciate that. Nice chime in. Um, 
But but seriously, it, it's going to be an awesome conversation today. Our audience is going to uh, learn so much from you. And it's even more exciting for Josh and I because you're going to be a speaker with us coming up here on October 8th at the Stronger Business Summit. You're going to be live That's in Sally person. Holder live in person. That's right. In Athens, yeah, in the theater at the Classic Center. I mean, what else could you ask for? This podcast episodes, just like a teaser for the it's, real deal. On the field, coming live. I mean, you nailed it. So let's start with your journey. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur and you just ended up in law school or what happened? Tell us more. Yeah. So I did have an interesting journey, but I really think just like you said about your wife, it's one that is um, commonly experienced by men and women. Um, and that is that I had what I thought was a roadmap to success and fulfillment. Um, I thought it was go to a good college, um, you know, get a great job. And for me, that involved getting a graduate degree. So I went immediately to law school. Um, I'll never forget, actually, uh, when I was a child, my dad asking me what I wanted to do. And at some young age, you know, somewhere around six or seven, I had met someone who was an attorney and they appeared to be my version of success, right? In a suit, powerful, with a briefcase. And so that was what I had decided that I wanted to do. I wanted to mirror that exact situation. And um, so when he asked me what I wanted to become, I said, I am going to be a lawyer. And from that point forward, that's exactly what I did. I, I kept my head down. I worked hard and um, immediately went through law school and got a great job with an amazing firm, um, one of the top three labor and employment law firms in the country, and worked um, with them for nearly a decade. Uh, the only problem was um, I hated it. I was absolutely miserable. You hated your dream um, job. I hated my dream job, absolutely <laughs> hated it. I was so afraid to admit it to anyone also, because I got that external recognition that we all, you know, crave so badly, or I certainly did. And I, you know, would be in my favorite place, Starbucks, and I yes. would be um, talking to a, a, a colleague or a fellow business person, and they would say something along the lines of, you must be so happy. Right. And they had recognized this external point of success. And, but, underlying all of that success, I really felt empty and frustrated. And so I, what I wanted to say to anyone that said to me, you must be so happy was no, I'm miserable. Can you help me? Was that like a, like a, just a gut punch every time somebody asked you, you know, it's like when you get burned and somebody pokes at you, it's like, oh man, like, no, I'm not happy. I know you think I should be, but Oh, right. That's tough. It was, Josh, that is the perfect way of saying it. It was like a gut punch. Um, you know, I would have a little tear come up in my eyes and I know that they thought it was because I was so proud of what I had accomplished <laughs> when on the inside, I, I was actually just, again, um, kind of ashamed, actually, to be honest, I was kind of ashamed because I felt like I was wrong, right? And that's what we do as individuals so much is we turn on ourselves first Ooh, yeah. and turn against ourselves. And so I immediately, instead of it being about the job was wrong, it was I was wrong, right? I was bad. I, something wrong was, was wrong with me individually. Um, and, you know, 
as you well know, the entrepreneur adventure is, is <laughs> set up for us to constantly do that to ourselves. But, um, and so I thought, well, this must be a secret I need to keep to myself. And so I did. Um, I started feeling that way probably about three years into my career. I stayed seven more years um, trying to fix that problem within myself. Um, and, you know, just going a little deeper into my story because it's in the book, but I did what I find most people tend to do. And that is if I can't solve the emotions that I feel, I need to numb them out somehow. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people will pick shopping, they'll pick television, Netflix wants it to happen and sets it up that way. Um, but I chose alcohol. And so, um, you know, I went I'm always of the philosophy that you're moving closer to or further away from your dreams. And so, um, you know, I started to slip away from the, the version of myself I always wanted to become. And I noticed that, um, stopped it and, and luckily um, got sober and realized, hey, there is a whole different version of me out there and I'm ready to make that version of myself um, a reality. And so luckily um, I had the opportunity, was given the chance to um, become the chief operating officer of a law firm. Um, and that led me into then being the CEO or COO, excuse me, of six different companies and six different industries over the course of the next few years. And so I, I did that gig and I really loved this idea of improving organizations and organizational effectiveness and increasing revenue. And so when I had the first chance and someone invited me to, you know, coach them and, and mentor them through the um, increase of revenue of their company outside of being their COO, I jumped at the chance. And that is what led me into coaching. Um, so I now have started my own company um, and it's called The Brim, which stands for the Beyond Rock Middle Movement um, after the book that I wrote, Hitting Rock Middle. Um, and it is intended to provide the resources and the tools that I felt like were missing from the entrepreneurial environment, the really tactical tools that one needs in order to create, you know, monumental seven-figure success. So um, that's where I am today doing coaching. And I absolutely love it. I love entrepreneur adventures, <laughs> entrepreneurial adventures. Um, it's, it, it always keeps you on your toes. That's for sure. So I got a question for you, Sally, because I know me sure. and Chad have both done some coaching stuff. And I want to know, were, were you already thinking in your mind, like, I, I would actually like to coach other individuals or other entrepreneurs or other professionals, and then somebody asked you for it. Like, tell, can you walk us through that? Because I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we get to that point where, like, okay, I've I've done it for a minute. I've learned some things. I see some peers that are quite they're not quite as far along in the adventure as me. I know I can help them. Walk us through that because I think that speaks to a lot of our audience. Is how do you transition to to the coaching model? Yeah. And what's so interesting to me is I can complicate a paper bag, right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, we all can, and it doesn't have to be hard. And that's a I do little it, bit of what I'll- I do it by spreadsheet, Sally. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all have our crutch, um, right? And that's really just the self-sabotaging behavior that if it's more difficult, right? If I can make it harder, then I can keep what I really want at a distance. And that's really what we're doing by overcomplicating the process. And so, um, do you see you know, that a lot I, of entrepreneurs that you work with? And it's, do you feel like it's like a subconscious thing? You're like, Hey, 
you're making yeah. this so much more difficult. And I love that analogy with the brown bag. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Because you're in your own, like, you're subconsciously just in your own way because you're scared of something. 100%. Right. I love the quote by Miriam Williamson. And she talks about the fact that, and it's much more lengthy than what I will reiterate, but it it's not our own darkness that we fear the most. It's our light and our ability to become the greatest version of ourselves. That is the scariest thing in the world, right? It will keep you exactly where you are. If you see the light at the end of the tunnel where it might be possible for you to become that version, your brain is hardwired to yell at you, scream at you, throw every negative, you know, emotion at you that it possibly can in order to keep you exactly where you are right now. Um, and that is just, you know, our way of, of attempting to stay safe. And I'll yeah. give you an example of that. You know, I was coaching the client actually earlier this morning, who was a wildly successful real estate agent who was, you know, had this dream that she could be more successful than her parents. And that is an intimidating place. Um, oftentimes we will put a cap on our own success and, you know, we fear outshining someone else. And sometimes it can be someone in our family. Um, and so, the question was, and this is how it actually showed up for her, um, was I have been magnetizing to me so many problem clients lately. I've, I've had so many contractors and, you know, people coming at me recently that are, you know, um, just high stress, high anxiety, and it is absolutely causing me to be triggered and to step in, to want to fix their problems and spend a lot of time fixing their problems. You know, and we, I asked her, I said, you know, what's the reward you get out of that? Because we, everything we do is based on the fact that we get a reward out of it. And um, she was like, what in the world would be my reward, right? I'm having to deal with people that are terrible. Like there is, you know, nothing beneficial. It's just making my job harder. Um, and of course, you know, this is over a longer period of time with many more questions, but the gist of it was that the reward was that she got to stay exactly where she was, right? The reward was that if these clients moved along more quickly and that, or if she allowed them to come and go so that she could open herself up to relationships that would work, client relationships that could close quickly, this year might be her best year in business ever. And that's oh, scary. Interesting. Well, I, I yeah. gotta tell you, Sally, number one is that I really do not appreciate you exposing me like this on my own podcast <laughs> <laughs> that I get to co-host. I guess I, 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 maybe it's still mine. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, why do you think that is? Like, why don't we do that? I, honestly, and I'm being legit with you. You can probably, mm -hmm. probably see it a lot. I'm like, no, I, I, I recognize I do that. But I, I just reached out mm -hmm. to Chad and another buddy of mine a couple of days ago and said, this is a true I, story. Yeah. 39% yeah, of my stories are true and I'm very good at statistics. <laughs> I said to them, because Chad just did a half Ironman this past weekend. And then our other buddy, Ryan, is doing a 50 mile race in like 10 days. And like, oh my gosh. I was running and doing all this stuff. And I, didn't, I just kind of fell off the bandwagon this summer. And I said, I appreciate you guys continuing to get after it because you're, you're leading and making it really hard for me not to. I can just cop out or I can be like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. But honestly, there's probably a reason that I'm not doing it. It's because I was pursuing better health, better fitness, getting better. 
and I got an ideal and there's something there was like some tension is just like, you know, hit me with that. And some other things too, I'm like, ah, I probably need to quit this and this and this so I could focus here. But there's this like hundred pound gorilla. It's like, no, nah, you can't yeah. let me down, bro. Like we've been together for a little bit. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. So why is it that we're so afraid of that? Like more powerful version of ourselves. I don't want mm -hmm. you to give away all your secrets, but I want you to give away all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of it is what we refer to as self-centered fear, right? The fear of not getting what you want or losing something you already have. And going after your greatest potential is, right, typically a, a secret that we all keep very guarded, right? Who you really want to evolve into and who you really think that you're capable of becoming, that's scary, right? And Oftentimes I find most clients I work with have never voiced it out loud to anyone, right? Who it ultimately is that they want to become. If it is the creation of a hundred million dollar brand, right? That's not something that people talk about or say all the time that they want to create. And so if that is a dream within you, then, um, you know, we perceive then I'm not good enough to get it, Right. Um, and that if I was set up in there, I probably would fail anyway. Right. Oh, so that's where um, I think I find myself, Chad, by the way, this is me being passive aggressive and not letting you ask questions on this podcast. Cause how you introduced this you, thing. You do your thing, buddy. <laughs> I'll be the co-host. Tell today. me if you resonate with this though. There's a part of me, Sally, that fears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring some Bible verse in this too. Hey, what if I gain Josh the whole, is a preacher's son, so yeah. you never know what a Baptist preacher. The way son, I like to so say, I never it know what we're going to get. Is that I'm the son of a preacher man because it goes with the song <laughs> lyric from back in the day. But he thinks he's an artist too. But that's a whole different. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. You may get to find out about that next week. Oh, you we'll will. See. You will. Um, <laughs> Love your opinion next uh, Saturday on uh, Josh's yeah. musical ability. Blown but, away. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a different episode. Yeah. Not risking failure there, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> um, there's it an is. accountant that's putting on a business mm -hmm. conference with a guy and a business partner that thinks he's a musician, and there's some differences of opinion of how this thing should kick off. But we'll just leave it at that. He just guy deals okay. with he deals in black and red, you know, spreadsheets. I'm like, I'm I'm a rainbow, bro. We don't yeah. do that. The challenge is like, what if I do live up closer to what I'm capable of from a potential standpoint? This is the Bible verse piece of it. What if I gain the world and lose my soul? Like, what if I get too big for my britches? What if I have, uh, mm -hmm. um, I can think, Icarus syndrome? What if I'm trying mm -hmm. to fly too high and then I lose it all? I th there's something within me that there, that that tension I do feel. And Chad, I'm not sure if you feel that same thing or not. Uh, I don't because I don't know if you can fit that thought or feeling onto a spreadsheet. I, I'm, I, I mean, mean, I calculate. Let me just go I'm with the obvious you. answer that I get from you and my wife. I don't apparently feel a whole lot at all. You know, I just kind of do Jeff's my task. That says, hey, I'll do a half Iron Man. And then like nine days later, like, hey, I'll do a major yeah. business conference. I'm like, I would have planned that differently. I don't know. <laughs> but is, I mean, is that part of what you see? Like people struggle with that, right? It's like, what if I, what if I gain it and I fail? I mean, that's, that's I think it's the self-centered fear. Because that's it really about 100%. It's about it is all about you. Yeah. Yeah. It instead of it being about the impact that you can make. And so if you can shift it away from yourself, most often we will allow ourselves to pursue it. Um, you know, I jokingly say this, but it's true. Me on me is never good, right? When I'm the only person I'm talking to about something, um, it's it's probably not going to be a 
a helpful conversation. Um, so if we can then express and have a conversation with someone else, and that's why I find coaching so valuable is not because we have, you know, every mysterious key of success in the world or anything like that. That's what I try to tell people. It's that we can be a mirror to you. We can show you and see things that you can't. And so, you know, you have yourself so certain that it would create and see you have set up that interesting dynamic that um, that the achievement of your potential means you would have to give up something you already have, right? Lose something you already have, which is your soul, right? And so if I have to lose that to to get to my greatest potential, it it suddenly is not worth it. Um, and you're not willing to give that up, but you have set that dynamic up that way so that you never have to go after it. Yeah. So that you can stay perfectly safe exactly where you are. Now, you know, I challenge people to put those feelings through a test of is it a fact or is it a feeling? And I just have them draw out a very simple T chart, right? Facts on one side, feelings on the other. And then the question becomes is that 100% true? Do all people who reach their greatest potential have to give up their soul to get there? I love the way you you uh, handled that exercise and talked about that with uh, facts and feelings. I think as uh, Tim Groover says, your mind's got to be stronger than your feelings. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times our emotions and our feelings lie to us. You, you, it brings you back to that comfort zone. It brings you back to that place of just really getting in your way of logical thinking and the steps to success. So I, I love the way you lay that out between facts and feelings. I think it's really cool. Now you talk about, it sounds like step one for anybody in our audience listening and that is struggling and with who I want to be and, and what I want to become is around just sharing that and talking about it. And that's where coaching comes in on somewhat of life and business therapy all wrapped into one is just saying it and verbalizing it and acknowledging and having conversations, which is completely different than what I think most people realize from a standpoint of business and success. So, um, I like that. It's so true because who do you go to when you want to talk about your dreams and your goals, right? You go to the people who have the most stake in your achievement of those goals and dreams, right? Your spouse, your siblings, your parents, right? And so when they have either an emotional, physical, or financial stake in that, what is their going to brain, their brain going to tell them? Comfort. Or, Keep him safe. Yes. Right. There's a Don't fear let him associated with comfort, stretching too comfort far. Comfort safe. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost Don't take like a risk, your business right? partner wants to take a risk and do something. And then yeah. the other business partner is like, no, that's outside of my I, comfort zone. I never dreamed yep. you this conversation. I will turn Sally Holder me. against Man, you, my friend. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I, I like that. And, and I, I know I'm towards the risk. I love you, Sally. I don't it, know if it's too early in the podcast episode to say this, but <laughs> it is so it's so great to talk about this because especially in the entrepreneur space and the, the business owner space we feel so alone, like we're mm. on an island. Nobody understands us. A lot of times your spouse, your family, your friends, the people you want to, I mean, the entrepreneur adventure 
is such a hard path and you just have very few people you can relate to or talk to or people don't understand. And so Mm -hmm. knowing that that's a big piece of it, of that communication and that coaching and those discussions is huge. And that's honestly the reason we started the podcast is we're like, Hey, when we were back 20 years ago, when we were trying to build a business and trying to do these things, we didn't have podcasts. We didn't have mentors. We didn't have YouTube. We were, I mean, we were on our own trying to figure it out and thinking we're the craziest people in the world. None of my friends with and, jobs were up at 2 a.m. working, right? I didn't have money to text. Like, what do you mean you're not tailgating on Saturday? I'm like, I got work I to work. do. I got stuff I got to deal with. I'm like drowning right. over here. And, I, and so I'd love your, your opinion on this. You talk about people struggling to voice or to share um, who they want to become and, and what they want to be. Do you think there's also a big piece there of, people going in the direction of where they think society wants them to be or who they think society wants them to become like a successful yeah. attorney. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. You brought up the running in that situation. You know, I, I often refer to our entrepreneurial adventure as a marathon, right? And if you don't define your destination, society will define it for you. And we have to do that first. And 96% of entrepreneurs do not. And when I say define the destination, I mean with specificity about exactly what it is that you want to create. Because you put currently more time and planning into a tailgate party than you do into the achievement of your goals. Truly. You know more about how many people are coming and how many beers and waters the ratio should be to the people in attendance and what time they will arrive, right? And you do all of the necessary planning around that so that it goes to perfection. And it does because you planned it that way. And yet we approach our careers and our, you know, businesses with a cross the fingers, hope and pray, one eye closed type of mentality of, you know, if I hear one more time from an entrepreneur, like, you know, I I hope it goes well, we'll see. I'm like, we'll see. Is that your strategy? What? Wait and see? I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. You're going to get whatever anybody else dictates for you. Instead, it's about you being in control. This is your opportunity to create whatever it is that you imagined, stop letting other people define what that success looks like for you. Because what it is going to look like for you, um, Josh versus Chad versus me, is going to be wildly different. And that's okay. That's great, in fact, because that gives, you know, so many different voices and opinions out there in the world and avenues of, of things to pursue. Um, but I, I, let me jump in right there because mm-hmm. I love that it's different for all of us. And mm-hmm. I think that's the piece when it comes to family and friends. And when you're, when you're running that by other people who are in a more conservative, safe, uh, look after you comfortable space, right? they, a lot of times want to pull you back to the route that work for them or that they've seen success. And I think that's, there is no wrong answer. Your path is not right or wrong, but it feels that way. So often for a lot of us is when you're trying to take a risk or make a decision or do something that's different, 
people feel like it's wrong and you get pulled back. I think that's really, not even really though that cool. they've seen success. No, they just haven't seen harm. Yeah, it's not about like this is what you do to succeed. It's like yeah. this is what you do to stay safe and not get hurt. So, like, hey, you're talking about doing something, and we're unsure about that, and we feel like you may get hurt. So, like, don't you do shouldn't that. do it. It's wrong. It's, we don't know. It's a bad idea, yeah. and there there is no wrong paths or bad paths. It's different for all of and us. And they're do, doing that yeah. and telling us that because they love us and they don't want to see us get hurt. When in reality. <laughs> We got something we're potentially going after. It's like, I need that thing or I need that. I need to become that person. And like, I got to do these things to get there. And they're like, they don't necessarily maybe see that same image or vision that you see. Yeah. You're like, no, it's right there. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, That's an interesting point. Despite all that, we still go after it and do it anyway, or, or a certain number of us do. And that's, that's an interesting thought too from an entrepreneur standpoint. So Sally and that too. All right. So that, on that note, because this is one thing I've seen too. For me personally, I've had like one-on-one coaching, but I've mm-hmm. also felt, and I, and I love this, is being part of a group. And yeah. like I say all the times, like, you need somebody to follow, you need somebody to lead, and you need somebody to run with. And sometimes I feel like the person to run with, like, if you don't have that, like where it's not, you're not comparing yourself to that person per se. You just know mm-hmm. like, hey, we're both running for something. And so you feel like, I don't know, maybe to me, maybe this is just me speaking. I'm like, it helps me feel maybe like I measure up because I'm like, oh, I found somebody. Like I found somebody I can trust. I found somebody that's there. And I'm, I'm constantly looking for like, who are those people? Which is why me and you've done well as partners, right? We're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, like everybody thinks we're crazy, but we don't. Like We're like, oh, we kind of like how we are. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that's really important is the community piece. And I know like, I guess it sounds like on the beginning of your coaching journey, it was a more of a one-on-one thing. Somebody mm-hmm. asked you to coach. And then as you've mm-hmm. evolved as a coach, you're like, I'm going to create some communities and get some folks together because you, you sensed or saw a need or opportunity for that. Absolutely. I mean, that was the part that was constantly holding my clients back is the fact that, you know, one part that we haven't touched on yet is the fact that when you grow and the other people around you don't, that also can create a lot of discomfort because you suddenly have become a different person. And maybe some of the friends that you surrounded yourself with don't feel as supportive. They don't feel as, um, you know, sometimes I compare it to a child growing out of their pajamas. Like you can't go back and at five years old and put on your two T pajamas. You, you might remember that they were comfy and cozy and whatever, but you have far outgrown them. And, and when you try to go backwards, um, it just doesn't feel that great. And so allow yourself to grow into new relationships as you grow as well. And um, statistics, I love facts and figures as well. And so I discovered Preach, Sally. that. Yeah, yes. now you're talking to me. Uh-huh. Um, female uh, entrepreneurs grow their businesses two and a half times faster when they are surrounded by others who are doing the same. And so you know, when the stats support the group coaching model, even though we think, you know, we're terminally unique, we think no one's business is like ours and that we need one-on-one support. That's not actually true. I've found that you will grow faster if you, just as you said, Josh, have other people to hold you accountable in addition to me. Because again, we are willing to show up and do the work when we are accountable to one person, 
but we are far more afraid of showing up, not having done the work when we are accountable to six or seven people. And so, um, you know, I find that they were pushing themselves further, that they were helping, you know, each other. And um, yes, instead of one person running ahead, it didn't feel like that at all. They were all saying, let's lock arms and, and create growth together. And when our spouses say we're crazy, when our friends say we're crazy, we have each other to turn to. And, you know, I still have people years later come up to me in that same Starbucks and say, I am so sorry to hear that you're not practicing law anymore. Right. And for me, (laughs) do you have a tear come up then? Right. I'm like, oh, I want to cry for you. Yeah, It's a different tear now. It is. I want to cry for them because it tells me so much about them, right? How locked in they are to society's version of success and how it has to come with a title versus fulfillment. Do you think that that cultural, that the cultural narrative, so that, that stat you gave with, if Mm -hmm. women entrepreneurs are in community, they, they grow two and a half times faster. Is it because they're battling against the cultural narrative for that women that's different than men? Do you feel like once they join a community and they see like, no, 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 this is normal. This is okay. Like we can do this because there is a lot more, you know, like guy, a dude becomes an entrepreneur and it's like, oh, that's cool. He's starting his own and women becomes an entrepreneur and they're like, oh, you're neglecting your kids. I mean, it's just like, there's yes. so many different things that are slung. Is, is that the reason why? Like, what are the reasons why you feel like women are just crushing an in community as entrepreneurs versus if they're not? Great question. Yes, I do think that. Um, I think that they do tend to face societal pressures that that say they are doing that right, just like your Icarus example, that the consequence for you was losing your soul. The consequence that has been set up for many female entrepreneurs is that they are um, they're going to lose their relationship with their children. And that is 100% false. Um, and I also think the other thing is only 2% of female entrepreneurs ever ever break that seven figure mark in gross revenue. And so when you want to create a hundred million dollar brand, right? You can imagine um, the statistics of of female entrepreneurs that gross in eight figures is 0.04%, right? Wow. So you don't have a lot of other women to look to, to say, good on you, Hmm. go for it. I did it. So can you, Um, you've got to find them. And so when you're constantly on your own and you're saying, God, that's what I want to create. And everyone else says you're crazy and you're looking around and you don't see a lot of people who have created what you want so that you can mirror it. What are you going to do? You're probably going to let doubt win. You're going to let that right safety zone and comfort zone beat out the part of you that thinks it's possible. And that shift that that you're teetering right there very easily all the time. So it's critical. So let me ask you this. I feel like there's a huge group out there in in potential business owners and entrepreneurs that know they're not doing what they're supposed to or who they want to be they don't know what that is. Like they're, they're in a job, they're an attorney, they're in the medical field. They're, they're at home being a mom. And they're like, I, I know I got more in me. I know I can be something bigger and better. I know I want to grow something. I want to be a part of something. I, I want to achieve higher levels of success, but 
they don't know what that is or where to start. How would you advise in those situations? Because I feel like that is a huge group right now that exists. It is a huge group. Um, and love you, Chad, but I'm going to totally disagree with you. Oh, and say right. that, bring it. Preach it, Sally. Yeah. Need more of this. I am, <laughs> I am going to, I'm going to say that that's what they tell you. They tell okay. you that they don't know um, because they don't allow themselves to connect with the part within themselves um, that says this is who you can become. I think that they have stuffed it down. I think that they try to ignore it. I think that much of that is actually about lacking a permission slip to go off and become the version of themselves they want to be. They utilize that. Again, we wouldn't think that if it wouldn't, if it doesn't give us a benefit. So the benefit is I don't know who I would want to become. There is not a single client in the hundreds, if not thousands that I have coached over the years that has come to me and said, I don't know what I want to become, that in one hour, we have not been able to come up with exactly who they want to become, a business plan to do it, and the achievement of that within the next 90 days. Not one. And that is always because, not because I am some magician, it's because I gave them the space to step into that different version of themselves. So that I said, I think that you do know and in my experience, you have always known. You just haven't let yourself go there. You've put lots of other people's beliefs ahead of your own. You have valued other people's opinions above yours. And that's exactly what I did. So I know that feeling, right? I knew for decades before that I wanted to be a speaker. In fact, I will never forget where I was standing in the conversation I had with my boss when um I just so happened, I, I don't think it's coincidental, obviously, um, was given the opportunity to do training for an employer about three weeks into my um, legal career, which never should have happened, but it did. And I found, oh my gosh, I love this. So I became the training person. And so I came to him and said, gosh, if I could just do this part all the time, that would be amazing. And his response to me was, that doesn't exist. You can't. You have to do the other. You have to do the litigation as well. What you want isn't possible. And so I said, oh, okay. I didn't know. So I believed that for the next nine years, actually longer, most likely. Um, but I kept that moment, that statement in the front of my mind with, I mean, that's who I would really want to become, but I mean, that's impossible. And so what I did was over those nine years, looked for evidence to prove that to be true. Now, did I know that that was what I was doing? Absolutely not, right? And artists and creatives are masterful at this. And what they do all the time is look for evidence that will constantly prove that the secret, the thing that they want to become that's deep down within them cannot be created. And so they get proven that all the time, just like Josh probably sees everywhere entrepreneurs that have completely lost their soul because he is secretly looking for evidence of that. And so it shows up for him. We're going to get whatever we're looking for. And so if you want to see that it is absolutely capable, you're absolutely capable of having what you want, um, you've got to look for it. Um, and take off the pair of glasses and the limiting beliefs that tell you otherwise. I continue to see an entrepreneur who's lost his soul, Sally, because I'm business partners with Chad. Everywhere I look, I'm like, oh, all right, hold, hold on now. Because Don't I, want to become that guy. Because I really feel like for the first time ever, I need business coaching. Because I feel like I now Not see, the first time I felt like I needed business coaching. See, 
they're like, I see everybody that don't know who they want to become. And it's probably because I don't know who the heck I want to become. Like yeah, I, you're here you are. I love what I do, but I'm an accountant. I'm putting on business conferences. I got a cleaning company business partner that's a nut. I'm a own a company with my wife. I do all kind of other stuff. I'm doing a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I want to be. I'm just like, I'm I'm having a good time, but (laughs) what do I really want at this or who do I want to become? So I have no freaking idea. I know. So maybe I'm seeing that everywhere Sally, else. because he doesn't know what he wants, he's trying to hold me back. I'm an artist <laughs> and a creative. And he just told me I wasn't an artist anymore. Sometimes you need to listen to people that know a little more than you do about Sometimes certain Sometimes you need to listen to people who have no idea what they want to be in their life. Right? Yes. Sally, I, I know. Chad, hey, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today, Chad. You can go ahead and make- <laughs> go ahead. Hey, go find some internet I know, access. Sign up for Sally's I coaching. know what we shouldn't be. <laughs> Let's start there. I'm not on the well. I want to be, but I know who he shouldn't be. You know you shouldn't be, buddy. You guardrails, to, buddy. Stick with me. Guardrails. He's just trying to keep me safe, Sally. I don't even know He's where to go to keep from me here. Safe because he cares He's about. I me. I am like. 30 minutes in this podcast and I'm way more confused than when I, when I started about who I am and what I'm doing. So and, and how about the fact that that is exactly where you're supposed to be? I, that is. Right. You see, we have created this relationship with discomfort or lack of knowledge and saying, like, if I can't, especially with accounting, right, if I can't put a precise number or figure or stat to it. Oh, then black and white. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's not true. It's always something in the middle. So I would argue that you are well on your way, much to your chagrin and resistance to becoming the amazing serial entrepreneur that you likely want to become, right? And it's the embracing of that title that will allow you to open up your next level of potential. Um, And that deep down you do know, but you're not going to throw it out on this podcast. If I forced you to tell me and asked you the deeper questions to be able to get there, you, you know, fundamentally, and I bet you even have a precise figure being an accountant of where you would like to be financially <laughs> hey, as well. So Sally, you have, you have story, my permission just to go ahead and grill Chad and get him to that spot. I think he's, been, mm-hmm. I mean, he just outed himself as like, Hey, I have no direction in life, but I work really hard. <laughs> Not true. He has direction. He actually is extremely yes. driven. But I think there's some truth there. Like you would say, like, no, hey, I don't, I don't have an end goal in mind. I don't have. I, I, I honestly don't have a certain number or a certain business uh, plan or outlook or exit strategy. I'm just. I like working. Mm-hmm. I like what I do. I enjoy every day all the different things I'm involved in. But I don't know if it's what I'm supposed to be doing. This I don't know really when good. I stop. I don't have that balance of like when is enough enough. I don't. And then so, it's also, hold on now. It's because also, you lack clarity of where you're going. How are you going to ever know if enough is enough I if you question. don't define where you're headed? I agree with Do that. Do you think that this is a subconscious defense mechanism where he's saying he doesn't know how to where he wants mm-hmm. to go? Because you said earlier, if we see- it, like, It's just a story he's made up. Okay. Just like for me, I'm founding the people that are losing their souls and the accomplishment of their dreams, so to speak. I, I could see that right. because I have a, my you know, reticular activator system is looking for those folks. Yes. But you said earlier, you said you brought this up. I had talked to all these people. They want to be an entrepreneur. They don't know where to begin. And you're like, I can sit down right. with them in an hour mm-hmm. and, know, and mm-hmm. we, can, we can get where they want to go because they already want to know it, even though they don't want to say it. We can right. have a plan and we can have the first steps. Mm-hmm. Could you talk to him? And, and not to say we need to do it on the podcast, although it would be a great listen. <laughs> could you get into where he wants to? Could you get clarity for him? 
1,000%. I have no doubt. 1,000. That's not even really? account, from an accounting standpoint, not mm-hmm. even possible. She just blew your mind. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued. We're he's gonna, a risk, we're, hey, he's the risk taking follow-up episode. That should be. Right, let's let's do it. Because I, I really don't know. And people ask me sometimes, you know, why do you work so hard? Or why do you have so many businesses? Or why do you do business mm-hmm. conferences? And why are y'all doing a pot? I don't, I just mm-hmm. like it. And I like pushing myself to higher levels of discomfort and success and challenges and, and just growing and learning and doing. But there is, there isn't an end game for me. There isn't. I mean, I don't, and at yeah, some point it, but, co- it comes back to what you talked about earlier and you mentioned about like friends and family and other stuff. And it's like, I don't know, I've kind of outgrown, I think mm-hmm. I don't connect in a lot of places I used to. And I don't really know I'm in this weird place in life of success and I'm loving it, but it also allows me where I'm not, I've kind of lost my roots a little bit and I don't know where yep. to go from here. And you can probably see it, Sally, but Chad, yeah. like one of his unique qualities is he does have a ridiculously high capacity for work. He's a task oriented mm-hmm. gentleman who people love because he's such, because he's so lovable, right? Like you could see like, mm-hmm. Oh, the guy's just, he's great. Uh, I don't really mean any of that stuff, but I want to make you feel better. Uh, it you, seems you, like you're in a dark you, moment right say now. Say all the great things you want about me, man. I'll, I'll sit here Save and take him. Pull him up. No, but his, he does have a, a very high capacity to work. And so we always talk about yeah. that. He's like, I don't understand why this person doesn't do this. I'm like, because they need to breathe oxygen unlike you. Like, they're just different than you are, right? So, but yeah, man, I, dude, I appreciate your candor and your honesty and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Open up to Sally. Maybe it's she just called Sally. So that's how good she seems is. more like confusion than vulnerability. I know to me, she is. I'm magic. like... But- you have to have a breakdown before there is a breakthrough. Okay. Right. We and nine of those, Sally, he should be ready for the breakthrough by this uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there is always confusion before there is extreme clarity as well. And that, you know, what that tells me is actually that you're open to finding the solution. If you said to yourself, no, I am certain, uh, you know, and, and stayed so committed to that, it would tell me that you're not coachable, which means simply you're just not open to finding the solution, right? And that would have been what's standing particularly in the way. And, you know, given what you said too, it just simply sounds like, you know, at the end of the day, there is a consequence to potential like higher level of achievement. Maybe it would make you feel even more disrupted, even, you know, more chaotic or your perception is that it would. Um, So that's a potential or that um, you are getting a payoff in not defining what the destination is, because if I never define it, then I never have to go after it. If I never set what the bigger really wildly, as Jim Collins says, right, the big, hairy, audacious goal, if I never set that, I'm cool, just rocking and rolling, and I can um, continue to self-sabotage by overworking. And just if I work, 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 one day it will get me, quote unquote, there. And what I say is you better know what there means. Otherwise, you're going to run someone else's race at some point. That's interesting, because I feel like I run my own race. And I'm also, I'm very goal oriented, mm-hmm. but I get very tunnel visioned into those goals. Like I don't really, I don't think knock on wood, set goals that I don't achieve. Mm-hmm. I just, that's my number one priority when I set it. Now, what right. often happens sometimes is I hit that goal and I figured out this was a bad goal or this is not what I really wanted. So there's, or your there's goals don't necessarily, they're not, they're not, your goals aren't necessarily climbable rungs on the same ladder. 
right? Right. Ooh. They're just a goal. No, they're a goal it. to see if I can do it. Or yeah, a goal. that's what I'm, that's I the definition that's... of running someone else's race because the, the ultimate goal, right? Let's be honest. He's running everyone else's race. Is yes, is nothing. <laughs> I ran that race of like, hey, I just want to be a badass to, that's it, but, um, we had just okay. yeah, we're good. Yeah, um, we're good. <laughs> to prove with? that I can. Yes, I, I, yes, I, I that's just want to prove right. that I yes. can. So I connect to that. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, let's, shoot. hey, let's talk about. I've that. lived that, man. Because that that can be uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs. Because we don't yeah. we don't ultimately like want to be put in a box or told what to do. No, and that's what leads never. To come out. That's it. That's that's where I live right there. Yeah. Is like. You can't do this. Oh, you told me I, I don't can't think do you it. can do that. You, okay. Or I don't think you get this business to five million in revenue. I'm like, watch. You watch. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate this big business. Why do I want oh, to? Oh man, this is not what I, I don't want, even want to drive I've it. Done it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I showed you. Mm-hmm. The, hit my goal, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, this isn't what I wanted. So right, it lacked fulfillment. All right. We have to have two things: lifestyle goals and revenue goals. And they have to both be met in order for you to have what I refer to as true fulfillment. And most of the time when we are doing those, we let go of our lifestyle at the expense, right, of the achievement of the goal. And then we get there and we're like, oh, shit, this lacks fulfillment because I hate my life. I just did all that. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. Like this didn't give me the joy and peace and contentment I thought it was going to. Ah, Okay. What's the next goal then? That, That is not what I'm talking about. That is by definition running someone else's race because you're doing it for the wrong reasons instead of the pursuit of your own self actualization. That's a hard race to run because Every time your ego wants to get involved and prove someone wrong, you still have to say no. For all you listeners, I'm doing like the mind-blowing mind-blowing emojis emojis right now. All right. So I feel like, oh, I don't know. At least I'm connecting right now. And I'm like, my God, we're starting to figure some stuff out. For a lot of our listeners, hopefully they're feeling the same way. No matter where they're at in the race, I look at two things. I see, I'm thinking, man, my wife's a new entrepreneur. You know, she struggles with that female entrepreneur challenge of mm-hmm. things, middle-aged 40-year-old men and the streets are paved with gold for us and y'all have to fight so much harder. And she can plug into a group and grow two and a half times faster with other people doing it too. And then I look at me and I'm like, obviously, I didn't know it an hour ago, but I'm a big freaking mess. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Sally, I knew it an hour ago. God, how, can you fix, <laughs> okay. how can you fix us all? What does Brim offer? Oh, what does yeah. the growth portal offer? Where do we're in the, you cannot leave us like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to quit what I do and my wife's going to support us or if I'm going like, <laughs> to do goals or maybe I need to be a female entrepreneur. I'm so confused. Don't, hey, do not bill out and go join like a <laughs> monastery or something. If you do, make it one more. They're right. selling wine or something. Yeah. Yeah. What do we sign up for? for <laughs> exactly. I'm ready to write some checks to fix this, Sally, and I need some guidance. Yeah. Let's, let's clarify your expertise, Sally. So obviously, yes. you know, you've had the, the corporate career uh, as an attorney. You went to, to become a, a COO for several different organizations. You started coaching, which has led you from doing, do you still do like one-on-one coaching? Uh, rarely is an intriguing opportunity if, presents are itself. You, are, like, are, you, are you intrigued, Sally? <laughs> I, I am very intrigued. I, I, my, ego, my ego is very oh, involved now, and I'm like, oh, oh, I want to prove, 
I feel like you're within five minutes of me right now, and I could I probably know where you're at. So you know, you I'm, probably, I'm not usually the type to show up knocking on somebody's door, but I'm close <laughs> right now. Hey, I think that if you coach Sally, if you coach Chad, you'll most likely be running my race for me. But I need you to run that race. It may not be your race, but can we sign you up, give you a little letter, whatever, get you record time? But you're so you get some one-on-one coaching. Yes, you have a group coaching program that you, you yes. also have some live events associated with that. Do you mm-hmm. ever coach men? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, I bet, I have I bet you in can. The past. I bet you couldn't do it still. <laughs> provoking you to do it. He, he, he knows my trigger. Yeah. yeah he's like, I can get her. I bet you She's just like Chad. It's, um, it's, we had to quit that. You couldn't, you couldn't succeed at that. I understand. Let's move on. <laughs> we're all, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Just seeing benefit of me getting coach here. We all mm-hmm. fix Chad. Yeah, it's, you, a, it's a unifying thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, to be honest, what's funny is the couple of men that I did coach um, were fantastic. And they actually made massive career shifts in 90 days, created the new company and had wild success. And I was like, well, that that was easy. That was boring. I need a different, I need like a, a female that has all of these limiting beliefs and all yeah. the things that society has told them she can't do. And let me, uh, and let's like move those out of the way. It's yeah, so quite and honestly, so, like you, you're, you're, you could coach men if you wanted to, obviously I was just joking, but you're, you're calling yes. us not for that. Like you've right. realized your calling and purpose is like, no, this is who my ideal customer is. I'm going to go and serve them exactly. well. So can you yes. tell us a little bit about what you do for helping female entrepreneurs to get that two and a half times the results as, you know, compared to the competition who's not joining Sally's group. Hey, Sally, uh, my name's Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an accountant. I need a lot of help. Charlotte, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. We're going, we're going to need to do this over Zoom. You would look so yeah. good with long hair, Chad. You should grow it out. A hundred percent. So I, as you said, Josh, I, I realized, hey, this needs to be done in community. And so Um, We recently launched uh, the growth portal and inside it, I have my signature program, which is called the Revenue Roadmap. And it is perfect for anyone out there that is saying, I have this dream. I have this idea. I don't know how to execute on it. I don't know how to turn it into a revenue stream. How can I do that? Um, And I give you every step from the development of the idea through launching it live. So that is within the program, within the growth portal. And then we do weekly calls as well. Um, and on varying topics, some are training calls and some are just really open Q&As. Um, and then you have access to me inside of Slack channel as well for just individual questions and coaching. And, you know, I wanted again for them to be able to, to share wins and exciting things and struggles with one another inside that Slack community, but also on the live calls, because, you know, seeing another female entrepreneur share the same challenge and have the audacity to ask the question live and get coaching, um, just the action of taking that risk is has a powerful ripple effect on the other people that are participating. Um, and it encourages you to take the risk next time. And so there is so much more than just the advice that you get out of it. Like we were talking about, you get to see other people taking risks and that's critical to your own success. Um, and I think that's why they grow two and a half times faster. Um, the other component is I do mastermind groups as well, 90 days. Um, and I do those in groups of about eight on average. Um, and we meet once a week 
every week via Zoom and um, we, again, share a win, a frustration and a problem to be solved each and every week. And then we provide the accountability to the achievement of whatever your overall 90 day goal is. And those are so much fun. Um, I love that it gives that community at, um, you know, aspect of things and, um, you know, one week you you may not be that vulnerable or in the mood but someone else is and, and you get the opportunity to learn from their vulnerability and that's really exciting um so both of those are the great opportunities of course come to the um business summit the stronger business summit because you know live on stage i'm talking about the things that i'm most fascinated by which is this obsession of work that we have um, to the exclusion of our lifestyle and um, how that's in fact actually holding us back from the greater success we're capable of having. So I can't wait to talk more about that and how working harder is damaging your success. Absolutely. Um, and, and you do a, a conference every year in Charleston, right? I actually just signed the contract to move it to Greenville this year. So oh, wow. No, awesome. It's very close to Athens and yes. it's going to be April 25th through 27th. Um, we have five early bird tickets left and they were shutting it off. So if anybody wants to come to that, love to have you. Um, you can find out more on my Instagram at Sally Holder. Um, and that is S-A-L-L-I-E, just to keep things challenging I'm, for you. I'm pretty sure Charlotte Brown will be purchasing one of those tickets. I hope so. I we do it. lots of breakouts and small groups and, um, you know, it, it is phenomenal um, and, and wildly different ages and stages of businesses, which I do love. Lots of eight figure earners and lots of people who have just started out. And I find it's the mix of all of those together and very different industries that really creates the magic. That really is such a beautiful thing when you get somebody who has had some success, especially if, you mm -hmm. know, they've been through a season of business. So they're like 10, oh, yeah. 15 years down the road. And then there's like the newbie that's in there. They're like, man, I'm, I'm six months in. I'm still trying to come up with the name of my company. And there's yeah. a certain synergy that's there because like a lot of those, you know, higher figure earners can look back and like, I, I was there. Like I was right mm -hmm. there. And putting those people in the same room in the same community and letting both share creates that hope. And then also that, I think that joy and the gratitude for that person who has made it, you're like, man, that's, I was there and I want to give back and help this person some. And man, it's been a great, it's been a great adventure, right? Like it's, it's so part true. of this, part of the, the joy and what we do is being able to look back and see the person that we've become along the way and being able to share it with each other, right? It's just, it's just such a beautiful part of being in community with each other. It is, it is. There is nothing I love more than, you know, seeing the, the discovery that you get to have as an entrepreneur of, of just how impactful you can be in this world and the, the way that your ability to challenge yourself and show up in that, you know, really uncomfortable way, um, can change the lives of so many other people. And, you know, whenever I make it again, like we said much earlier, not about myself, but about the fact that there's so many more people out there that, you know, want to create success. Who am I to hold them back just because I'm scared to be on Instagram live, or I'm scared to, you know, do a podcast interview. Um, I, I value people's transformation way more than I value my fear. That's really cool. This has been awesome. This has been I mean, exciting. It's been scary. 
spinning mm-hmm. lightning. Uh, I got a question, Sally. Sure. Oh, boy. Again, you're all about, it has nothing to do with Chad, which is good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you were I, looking at it. I'm going to lie. I know. He was like, sigh. Like, I, I started feeling like at that point, when he when I said I have another question, he started I started like, this podcast thinking you were the broken one. Legitimately. Look at, look at me now. I mean, I'm my broken. God. I admitted my brokenness right at the beginning. It took me a little bit longer, which is difficult. <laughs> Um, I, I knew he felt really unsafe. Just that he felt too vulnerable. I was like, okay, I'll dodge that one. Um, I, I want to ask you if we can convince Sally to coach me. By the way, it's coming out of the, your business side. <laughs> it's coming out of your distribution. I'll make more money as a result, probably. Um, yes, you will. The question that I have for you is because you help people overcome some of the fears that maybe they haven't even spoken out loud, right? What are some fears that Sally Holder as the entrepreneur, as you're advancing and going forward, looking at that, like, this is where I'm going, where, who I'm becoming. What are some of the things that you're just now starting to see, or maybe starting to say out loud that you're fighting to overcome? Oh, gosh. Thank you for turning the tables yeah, on you me. You thought you were going to dodge, have to be vulnerable uh, here. We, uh, we're yeah. like, our guts are out here. So put yours out here too. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, I struggle just like every other entrepreneur does. Um, with all of the same, um, you know, lack of belief and am I going to be good enough? Right. Um, I, I want this to be a hundred million dollar brand, not because it impacts me. I don't even have an individual financial goal, but when I know that a number like that has reached the amount of lives that we've helped change the, the movement we can have on that 2% figure is massive. And that is the, the measure of, um, you know, where I want this thing to go. But every day I wake up fearful every day. I wake up scared that I'm not good enough to make that happen. And that, who, you know, how dare I have a goal like that? Who am I from little Greenville, South Carolina to dream that big. And that's only reserved for the very few. And that's simply not true. And I know that logically, but for me to emotionally, um, you know, I can intellectually process it, but I have to emotionally adopt it. And I still struggle with that every day. And, you know, I think what we have to do is bring, move the needle back down a bit, um, maybe knowing that that's the final destination, but move the needle back in line with something that we feel, I always say, isn't so um, outlandish that that it makes your entire body and soul say, like, no way, I'm out, um, but make it scary enough where it makes you want to almost throw up, um, and yet you're still intrigued and excited enough to pursue it. And so, um, you know, to me, that means a full-time speaking career. I absolutely love getting to inspire other people. Um, it's scary for me even to say that to you guys, because I've been leaning on the coaching aspects of my business for so long. And I absolutely love that. I'm not going to stop doing that, but I really want to be on stages much more often. So I'm scared to, to even put that out there, but that that's what I want. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you're going to have an opportunity next week and it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. And so I'm excited to I don't see know you yet. on stage doing your thing. She might've just, she's probably a good enough marketer or she like made that total thing up just to make us feel like we were, she's probably building us up because we get to be a part of her stage career. Right? Hey, I agree. I was thinking, you know, the accounting in me is like, man, I probably could have got her a lot cheaper if I'd have known she wanted <laughs> to get on stage that bad. <laughs> Whether you just lied to us or told us the truth, Sally, I still thank you for it. We feel either way. Good. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Our our audience has gotten so much value out of this. And this is 
one that I am definitely going to be reaching out to you about and going to listen to multiple times and uh, excited to see you next week and what you're doing. And, and the, the fact that you're in Athens sharing your expertise and your classes and coaching and things you're doing with a lot of entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs here in town is really amazing. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited how it, you, you talked about when we were, we were discussing things pre-podcast, how awesome of a entrepreneur incubator is uh, in Ath Athens is, and especially for the female entrepreneur. And that's something that we just don't see. I think we're always, the grass is greener somewhere else. And so I, I loved hearing you talk about how great Athens is for entrepreneurs and uh, how much is going on here. So and I really love cool. the fact that, and then again, learning this on the podcast today, but that for our female entrepreneurs and for our female, you know, managers and leaders who are like, I want to do something different, that there is a follow-up opportunity to do a, a deeper dive with you and your team roughly six months after the summit in Greenville. It's just a yeah, just a little yeah. bit. Of the and so it's a really good follow-up opportunity. It's I, I feel like we're, you know, uh, not even knowing necessarily how we're doing it, but we are helping others together on their entrepreneurial yeah. adventure and in these different steps. And again, completely planned separately, but creating that like kind of rock climb. Oh, okay. I can reach over here to the Sally's conference. And then it's just an amazing thing. And I think there's so many beautiful entrepreneurs out there that are doing things like this that are saying, how can I give back and make a difference? So Sally, thank you so much for leading the way and for leading the charge. And so again, to be so specific and like, this is my group of people I'm going to help lead so that we can, again, even bump up that two and a half times. So now we're going to go three times further and we're going to get more people mm -hmm. in and we're going to change this whole narrative and make a difference. So we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you guys for having me. It's been so much fun. If you're a fan of the Entrepreneur Adventure podcast, we would love to hear about it. You can leave us a review right here on your favorite podcast app. You can subscribe to the podcast or you can find us on Instagram at The Entrepreneur Adventure. Until next time, thank you for joining us.